of the CGA Tour podcast. As always here, I'm your host, Calvin Glenn Alexander. And on this episode of the podcast, I'm joined by the one, the only, the MLB baseball expert we bring on the podcast. And for other stuff too, of course, when it comes to March Madness, college football, everything else. But your proficiency, Alexi Bulwark, I would say is uh, MLB more than, more, more than the other guests maybe that I've had on. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I, my my roommate a, might find me on that too. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> Jake might find me on it too. We'll see. Hey, I I watch all sports for the most part, but baseball I can get pretty deep with, and uh, I know a lot about players that maybe a, the average fan doesn't know. But yeah, I uh, I always love coming on and and talking some baseball and answering anything that you have questions about, and just you know talking baseball. That's what's that's what makes it so fun. Well, you said you do watch all sports, so I just want to stop you real quick here. WNBA playoffs are coming up next Ooh. week. Do you want it? Sorry. Anyways, yeah, that, that's my there. one. That's my that's my one joke. My one joke at you. That's my one joke at you. I've definitely said before I watch all sports. But with that being said, want to get into the uh, trade deadline recap, which is a couple weeks ago, as we get ready for the MLB postseason here. Um, Got to pick some teams here who's going to make the wild card, and then get into a little bit of which divisions up for grabs as well. So I'll let you go and just answer me this one: Who do you see winning? I mean. I know you got to try to put your bias aside, but Cardinals, Brewers, who's taking away that division? I know the Cardinals are currently a game and a half up in the division yeah. itself. Yeah. So being a Cardinals fan, there there's always going to be some type of bias. You know, I'll always think that they're they're they have a chance. I always like to count them in. But honest opinion, um, I think the Cardinals are just so much more talented than the Brewers are. And I said it before the season even started. I said if all goes well. If the offense is on, if the pitching does its job, they should win the division by four to five games. I personally believe they're that much better than the Brewers. Uh, I don't think the Brewers have a good offense. I think they're very, very um, pitcher, like heavy pitching. They, they, they rely heavily on their starters. And so I think that is a uh, advantage for the Cardinals because I think they, they kind of have everything. They've got the offense that can play. they got the pitching. Decent bullpen would like for it to be better, but I just think overall, as a team, complete team, uh, the Cardinals are are just the better team. I, I, if they don't win the division, I think it's a major disappointment for for how much talent they have. With an MV, MVP year with Paul Goldschmidt and, and Nolan Arenado even having a, a phenomenal season, so I think if they don't win the division, total disappointment. But I, I think they will get the job done and, and uh, win this division this season. Well, with that being said, too, so as I'm seeing this right, this year the MLB playoffs have three wildcard teams, right, in each division. So there'll be six yep. teams from each league, National and American League, that make it. If you had to pick right now, okay, here are the three wildcard teams in the NL. Because the AL looks like it's a little bit tougher. But NL, sure. at least we'll start with. Who would you choose right now for, yeah, do you think the Brewers could make a wild card, you know, spot? They're only a game and a half back there, too. Yeah. I'm definitely not going to count the Brewers out of any type of wild card spot because I think they their pitching could take them there. I don't think I think it's going to be between them and Philly for that last spot. I think I think if as long as Atlanta doesn't do anything crazy, they should have a wild card locked up. If they can even catch the Mets, I think that could be close. I I just don't have as much confidence in Philly 
and Milwaukee. So I think it comes down to one to one of those two teams. I think San Diego, they've got the pitching. They've got they got Juan Soto now. I mean, they still have a team that they should, if, if all things go well, they should make the playoffs. So I'm saying how it is right now, I expect to see the Padres in it. I expect to see the Braves. And I would say it comes down to the Brewers and Phillies. I would only give the Brewers an advantage because I think they have the easier schedule. And the, the National League Central is just – it's beside the Cardinals and Brewers, it's it's pretty soft. you got three teams, almost, if not all, 20 games below 500. And so the National League East, day in, day out, that's a tough division. you got to handle the Mets. you got the Nationals who are bad but can give teams trouble. And then, you know, the the Met, I mentioned the Mets and then the Braves. I mean, that's just a tough division. So I think coming down to the wire, I would I would give the advantage to Milwaukee just because of the – easier schedule but i think it'll i think it'll come down to philly or, or milwaukee as as the final wild card spot gotcha and when you're thinking about like the um the wild card playoffs here is there a matchup you like for the cardinals like if the cardinals are you know third team here win the division which which of the wild card teams would you rather than play in the first round yeah so if the cards can win the division they would be guaranteed the three seed because mm-hmm. I don't I don't think they would catch the Mets at number two or even I mean the Dodgers and the Mets are fighting for the one. I think the Dodgers will ultimately get it, but I'm thinking Dodgers Mets will be one and two. Cardinals looking at three, so that likely puts them to face the sixth seed, which would be that last spot who I think will be Philly or Milwaukee. Personally, I would love them to play Philly. I think they have a major advantage over them. I don't I don't think uh I mean they have Aaron Nola and Zach Wheeler. That would be a tough one two to go against, but I think I think they could get the job done. I wouldn't even mind them facing Milwaukee personally, but I think I think I would take Philly in a three game wild card series. I think they would have a, a good advantage there, and and they could pull out the win and and uh, continue on to the next round. Well, I gotta say, if the Padres end up playing the Cardinals, gotta get you out of here for a game in the playoffs here, or at least see what <laughs> we can do because that'd be too much fun seeing Soto. The Padres fan in me itself um, wants to also talk about the trade deadline because of the Juan Soto trade, but we were originally going to record last Thursday due to my scheduling kind of complications. We didn't, which thank goodness, because the next day I would have had to add an addendum. Well, let's cool on the Padres because Tatis isn't coming back because at this point, 80 game suspension for the excuses just are, I don't even know what to believe, to be honest. Um, There's so many things going which way or the other. There's a possibility that, excuse one way is that he was taking some for ringworm there's another excuse i've heard that that medication doesn't even treat ringworm um and that's just a synonym for another word that's close to it so i'm not even sure what to believe in anymore as a padres fan with that but i want to ask you as the baseball guy here of the three wildcard teams you're taking the cardinals out of this right not talking about them dodgers mets i mean they're north of 75 wins right now each their run differentials are I mean, the Dodgers run differentials double the Mets. So let's, just, I mean, the Dodgers are crazy offensively. But we're just talking about the wildcard teams in the NL here as well. Which of these three teams, Atlanta, San Diego, and Philadelphia, at least as it stands today, would you feel best about making it deep in the postseason? Yeah, I think, I think Atlanta's prime for another deep run. I mean, I know they just won it all last year, and I think that that helps them. I mean, I, Sometimes you see teams not as hungry the next year, but they haven't shown, you know, that hangover. They're they're 70 and 46. That's pretty damn good. They've won six in a row now. I mean, from a 
from a talent perspective, they've got it. They got Matt Olson, they've got Austin Riley, Acuna, who they didn't have last season. So you add those guys, and I mean their pitching's pretty solid too. That would be my one question mark is can the starting pitching do it for them? Because beside Freed, I think Morton has shown some some you know age this season being over I think he's 40. I don't know exactly how old he is, but he's definitely shown um some interesting times. He's gotten rocked a couple of times. He's he's still a good pitcher, but uh I would definitely say the pitching would be my question mark about them. But I think it from a talent standpoint and and what they have, they, they have the experience. I think I think the Braves of those three have the opportunity to go deep. But I mean I can't count the Padres out. They're a hungry team, hungry organization. They just traded for Juan Soto. They have pitching depth. I mean they have they have talent too. It's just Ultimately, it may come down to those two teams as the first first round of a playoff game uh, in the wild card, which just kind of sucks. But you know, you got to go with it, and and that's how it's going to work, I guess, this year. As a Padres fan, I was reading every single tweet after Tatis got injured, saying, "Oh, well, guess what? The Braves made won the World Series without Acuna, you know, and all this other stuff." And as much as I want to truly buy into that, when the Padres drop one against the Nationals over the weekend on a Saturday, granted it was only by one run and maybe the Padres really should win the game because of the blocking the play call, whatever we want to say still, it's tough when I look at this Padres team and I'm like, all right, you know what? Like 65 and 52 doing great kind of after the Tatis news still, you know, won a game today against the Nationals took two out of three against them schedule coming up here. Isn't crazy Marlins this week, then the Nationals at home, but Still got to play the Dodgers, I think twice, uh, two more series, who have had the Padres' number. Just They've had everyone's number, but they definitely have had the Padres' number for sure. And as a Padres fan, like over the last 10, they're 4-6. and six. Um, Since getting Juan Soto, the record's not like 10-0, and 0, unfortunately. And I would, I would love to go, oh, you know what, Padres got it. You know, it's the best ever. But I try to put my bias a little bit at the side here. And maybe talk about the Padres too much in this, but yeah, there's just there's room for improvement for sure. Um, I I do want to touch on the Dodgers, even though it probably pains me a little bit more um, than anyone else, but got to pain you as well too a little bit, especially how last year's one game playoff worked out um, with that game. Are the Dodgers? Do you think this Dodgers team is historic in a way, any way, shape, or form? Like I see. Sports Center put up, hey, they're on pace for 113 wins, which would be three games off of the best record of all time when the Miners did that in the 2000s, I believe, 2001. Is this Dodgers team crazy good? It's like, I don't, I, I see who they throw out on the mound as pitchers and that type of stuff. And it's not the Dustin May name I know. It's not, you know, Kershaw's getting a little bit older and injured too. It's not, not a ton of guys even on the mound where I'm like, oh, that guy's a Hall of Fame Cy Young guy. Is this Dodgers team just incredible or are they having a really, really good year, but it's just as good of a year kind of as the Mets were four games back in them in the standings? Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> excuse me, from a from an offensive standpoint, my gosh, they are loaded. I mean, you've got the top three guys, Mookie Butts, Trey Turner, Freddie Freeman. You got to go through those three guys in the lineup. That's tough. That's like an all-star game right there. You know, you, you see those three guys in an all-star game and then, you get, get you go down to the lineup, and then you got Will Smith. You've got Muncie, who's starting to hit now, Justin Turner, and so on. So, I mean, from an offensive standpoint, that's just an offense that you're like, my gosh, how are we supposed to get through this? But 
the very the, the crazy thing to me is their pitching this season. Like you said, you're not seeing the names like Dustin May or Walker Bueller. Even Clayton Kershaw's missed time, and he's on the aisle right now. But to see Tyler Anderson and Tony Gonsolin having career years for them, that is what is so surprising to me. I mean, not that their season would have been, you know, bad, but you talk about two guys stepping up for a team who was expected to carry Kershaw and Walker Bueller and uh, Julio Urias were the, the top three guys who were supposed to be, you know, their, their guys. And instead it's Tony Gonsolin and Tyler Anderson as like, I, I think they've been their, their most reliable and best starters. I mean, Julio Urias is having a good year too. Don't get me wrong, but you were expecting that. I'm talking about un, like, the expectations of Anderson, you know, in his career, he's a four or five pitcher who is average at best. And then Tony Gonsolin is just, you know, Tony Gonsolin. Both pitchers have shown uh, crazy stuff for the Dodgers here. I've been, I've been really surprised, but they've, they've been the reason why this, this team's continued to go. And I think that they deserve a lot of credit. I mean, you got to give the MVP to, to one of those guys in the starting pitching because of how good they've been. So it's crazy to me. I think to say, is it historic? I mean, this Dodgers team has been so good for the past, what, five plus years because they continue just getting guys like they don't, they don't shy away from spending money. So it's not that I'm so shocked to see the record. Cause I mean, it's, it's expected. Um, I don't know. It's it, like I said, it's just been a, it's been a weird year seeing the starting pitchers they've had to step up and, and do that. Well, I don't think, um, I don't know. I, I keep saying, I don't think it's going to continue, but I mean, it's been, it's August right now and they still, this, they're still this good. So I think the Dodgers are clearly the best team in baseball, you know, top to bottom. They've got the, they've got the offense, they've got the pitching. And if Bueller and Kershaw come back, that makes them even better. But historic, I think they've just been this good with this kind of talent for the last couple of years. And I think it's just, maybe, maybe it went up a little bit with Freddie Freeman, the addition of him. So. Yeah. And that contract stuff too, um, with what his agent and that he ended up firing during the season as well. You've been following baseball for a while. Have you seen anything like that before where the agent maybe has, I mean, you've been following sports for a while, even to take it back, but where an agent basically, and I might be setting this up wrong, has told a guy, hey, this other team didn't actually give you an offer because he wants, the agent wants him to go to a team like the Dodgers where the agent represents a bunch, multiple other players on that roster. Right. You know, yeah, so that was... the agents kind of keeps winning. If his if his guys keep winning, he keeps winning, right? Sure. Yeah, that was surprising. I still don't know. I, I don't know if we're if we ever got the true story about it, I mean, I know we heard from the, from the side, you know, he fired his, his agent because he heard that the Braves were actually offering whatever. And, and he never told them whatever that part was. And then he came out and denied it right away, which is expected. You're, he's not going to just come out and say it right away. Unless I guess it gets really out there and, and I guess true evidence of it, but yeah, really weird situation. Uh, you, it makes you really think about, you know, agents because if there's if it comes down to getting a guy on a team that yeah like you said has a lot of players it's like how 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 do you even know what's going on behind the scenes it's like you don't you really don't know so yeah that is that was a really weird situation i had never really i know like i said I, i i follow sports i see a lot of those kind of things in the background but i haven't really seen this kind of thing which was surprising to me for sure well 
want to talk about the AL as well here too. Houston, best team in the AL. Their record 75-41. Yankees, just quick recap, 72-42. And, and Cleveland, 61-53. and 53. It seems like to me that the Central Divisions in the NL and AL are the ones that are up for grabs more than anything else. But Seattle is, you know, I mean, they're, they're only a game up in the wild card, and Toronto's only a game up in the wild card over the Twins and the Orioles. Um, all, of all the wild card teams itself here in the AL, who would be your pick for the three teams? Because that truly feels like we could have uh, all three switch out here with the White Sox only being two and a half back. And you know what? The Red Sox are five games back. There still is a whole month left of the season and a little bit. So anything's happened when you're five games back, I think, too. Yeah. I mean, I think talk about wide open. I think the American League, Astros just are the best team. And I think if nothing goes wrong, they should win the, 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 the American League. But I truly believe... It's super wide open, and I especially think that the AL wild card is wide open. Like, there's not one team in the playoffs as of right now from the wild card that I see, like, oh, this team like can be can make noise. Like, I I've seen Toronto just underperform so many times this season. They're one of those teams where I expected a lot more from them. They're nine games above 500. They fired their manager in the middle of the season. I just feel like they have too much talent to be nine games over 500. I think they should be better. I really do. I think they should be 15, close to 20 games above 500. They have a rotation that I think is pretty solid and their offense on paper, it looks good, but they just underperform so much. So I'm personally not too high on the Blue Jays. I, I haven't been all season. I My expectations for them, like I said, were high at the beginning, but as it's progressed, I just haven't been high on the Blue Jays. So I don't see them doing much in the playoffs probably going to be wrong about that but uh seattle i mean another hungry organization that has went out there and made some made some deals you know they went out and got luis castillo from the reds great addition to that starting pitching uh i think if anybody could make some noise if i'm going to pick one of the three teams like i said i could i could pick a bone with all three of those teams i think seattle has the most and the more uh, possibility of going of doing something because I just think they're, like I said, they're a hungry organization. They want to win. They haven't won. This will be the first time they made the playoffs. I can't tell you exactly if you want to look it up while I'm talking, but it's they have a major drought uh, since they last made the playoffs. So that would be huge for their organization. And so if they can make it, they've got three studs at the top of their rotation in a wild card series that could be killer. Robbie Ray, Luis Castillo, and their young guy, Logan Gilbert. So I think if any of the three teams, I'm not, I'm not big on the Rays either. I think they're kind of showing what they could have been the last couple of years. I, I still don't believe that they won over 90 games the past couple of seasons, but I could see Tampa Bay bowing out early. Um, I'm saying Seattle. If, if any, of, if I'm picking any of those three teams, my favorite to do something is Seattle Mariners. I got you. Yeah. So Seattle has missed the playoffs for 20 years now. Uh, last time they yep. made the playoffs. Yep. Last time they made the playoffs was in 2002. And I was actually looking up here to see when the Sonics last made the playoffs. And <laughs> the Sonics, Sonics came to Oklahoma City in 08. So I was trying to figure that out here and see. And um, yeah, if you, if anyone's curious here, um, the Sonics made the playoffs more recently. Oh, my and the goodness. The team's still in Seattle. That's crazy. Um, yeah. So Seattle Sonics made the playoffs in 2005. They lost in the Western Conference semifinals. And then, yeah, and then the Mariners wow. uh, haven't made it that since is, 02. That's so, crazy. That's crazy. 
Yeah. Got to see uh, Julio Rodriguez, though. I mean, that guy was a lot of fun to watch in the All-Star game. Home run derby, of course, too, um, which is you know, more, more, more game time seeing him there. Sure. More time seeing him overall. Of the three Walker teams itself, would you pick? Hey, I think it's going to be the Rays. I think it'll stay as Pat. I think it'll stay Blue Jays, Mariners, Rays. Or would you pick the Twins or the Orioles or White Sox or maybe even Red Sox? Yeah, um, jump up. So let me just give some credit. I gotta, I gotta give a shout out to the Baltimore Orioles because that is a team who was picked to be the worst team in baseball this season. Like the if you look, if you look at betting odds before the season, the blue, the um, the Baltimore Orioles had the lowest win total for over unders, and like there were some odds of like who had the worst record, and Baltimore was the top, the favorite to be to have the worst record. So. For what they are doing this season, hats off to them. I mean, four games above 500, they're better than, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven American League teams right now in a, in a rebuild kind of year. I think that's really impressive. So hats off to Baltimore. I would love to see them make the playoffs, but I think they're going to just kind of coast around this this area, this record. They're going to definitely be in that, like, they're, they're in about every game that they play. And I think that they will be like that, but I think, I think it'll kind of come down to earth toward the end of the year they'll fall out but i i gotta give them credit before i move on to another team but yeah baltimore shout out to you for what you're doing this season uh i do think the american league wild card will will change i can see i i personally because of what i've seen i think even for how talented they are i could see toronto falling out of this wild card spot i really could i just don't see enough energy from that team for how good they are like vlad guerrero they got Bo Bichette, matt chapman i mean you know you name it but Jose Barrios is supposed to be like their top two starter. He's been awful. He's got like an ERA over five this season. So total disappointment on from him. Uh, they tra- they went out and traded for him last year, and he hasn't done anything this season for them. So I could see uh, and Tampa Bay too. I'm not high on Tampa Bay. I could see Toronto and or Tampa Bay falling out of the wild card spot. I could see Minnesota sneaking in. They have some solid pieces to their team. White Sox. That's the most that would probably be the most disappointing in baseball this season. They have so much talent and they're not even winning the division. They're not even in a wild card spot right now. But for how talented they are, they should they if they, they could get hot and they could make the playoffs if they play to their ability. So I'm not counting the White Sox out yet just because of how talented they are. I could see them sneaking in there if and I mean they could still they could still win the division. That AL Central is is gonna be neck and neck though the rest of the way. So I think White Sox uh, could sneak in, and uh, I could even see Minnesota sneaking in. I think it's going to be a, a close race to the final uh, end of the season. Awesome. All right. Well, well, I mean, said too. I had a couple more questions regarding MLB viewership. So right now, in at least the state of Oklahoma, you can't see a Cardinals game, right? I can't but, watch. But, yeah. but, but I want to ask you the follow-up here. Would it take you longer to drive to St. Louis? Or an MLB game to happen, which would be, which would be, which would happen quicker a drive. Yeah. You could get all the way to St. Louis or an MLB game actually to start at the same what, time you started, which driving. would, which would finish sooner. You're saying mm-hmm. the, the game would finish before. Yeah. And, and I got to say, I was reading through Twitter earlier this week. Um, and maybe it was a tweet that you even liked yourself here, but it was, if you have to travel longer to get to a game than it takes to play one, then you should not be blacked out. I mean, should be as simple as that, right? Like, don't get me started I, on it. 
I, I it's mean, it's something we've talked about every time we brought up the MLB, every time we've brought up like talking about sports really in general, uh, blackout rules. It's okay, cool. Well, all right, you know what? It in my case scenario, oh, who's the hometown team here that I get on cable? Oh, it's the Dodgers. Makes complete sense. I live in Los Angeles. Then, oh, I also get Angels. Makes complete yeah. sense. If I left my apartment on a Friday at noon, for example, or at the at the time of the first pitch of a Padres game at 5.40 or 7 o'clock, it would take me almost as long because of traffic, not because of the mileage, but because of traffic, mm-hmm. to get down to San Diego than it would for a whole game to happen. And that's somebody who lives 90 miles, 100 miles north of San Diego, not somebody who lives in another state, right? It's just MLB blackout rules. And also, MLB, if you're listening, you got to figure out a way here to not have ads on every single replay on YouTube. Every single replay on YouTube. It's like unskippable YouTube ads. It's just how much money do you really got to make? Maybe the TV partners, maybe whatever. But you got to figure that out if you really are trying to grow the game. With all this being said, I think every Iowa fan was going, wow, this is awesome. We actually get to watch our teams play because Mm -hmm. normally they'd be blacked out from seeing the Reds and the Cubs, I believe. And this past week, they had the Field of Dreams game, which is cool. I don't really know what Ken Griffey Jr. has to do with the Reds. I know Senior used to play for the Reds. No, excuse me, Junior used to play for the Reds. I don't know if Senior did. I'm at that backwards. But if you're thinking of a perfect Field of Dreams game here going going forward, right? Two teams playing in Iowa. How is it not the Cardinals and Cubs? How is that not the two teams we see play next year in the Field of Dreams game? Right? I, I mean, you... I don't know how the the major league baseball can be so mad, bad with decision making when it can be, they make things so difficult that it can be so easy. And like I was talking to some people this week, like great, like to feel the dreams game is awesome, but like to have the Cubs and the Reds this season, two teams not even competitive, no major star power. It's like you're trying to attract people to your to your game to your sport and i just feel like every time they have an opportunity to just go over the top they just fall short and it's ridiculous like there's yeah to, to answer your question why why wouldn't it be why why wouldn't it be the cardinals and the cubs why wouldn't it be the cardinals and the yankees make it two iconic franchises going at it do it every year you can do you can even do dodgers and the yankees one year and then the cardinals and the red sox do do historic franchises you know uh just Figure something out. Don't just do. Oh, we want it to be Reds and Cubs this season. I don't know what what they what how they decided that, but yeah, I mean, you you got to look at it also from a from what you're going to see as a team. Like who's got the big names, who's got stars, because that's what people want to see. You know, I understand you want to get the new fresh teams out there too, but like, there's nothing fresh about the Reds right now. Like they're just they're not good. There's nothing. Maybe people probably knew about Joey Votto, but besides him from the Reds, I mean, honestly, who else did they know about? I could name some I mean, guys, if you're, but if you're quizzing me as a, as someone who follows sports, host a sports podcast weekly, if you're quizzing me over, hey, how many Cubs players can you name? Oh, Anthony Rizzo, Chris Bryant. I mean, I'm going through guys who got who have been gone now for a season or two, right? Uh, you know, I know Marcus Stroman's still with the team, but that's kind of it. I mean, to be honest. And, you know, I'd go, oh, Javi Baez, but he's been a Tiger now for a couple seasons, too. Like, all the Cubs guys that I really think of that were on that World Series team, granted, it was six years ago, 2016, 
they're all gone, really. And then the Reds, they're 44 and 68. I don't know why why the two teams have to be picked so far in advance. If it was me and I was the MLB, it would be the Tuesday All-Star game happens, and then Wednesday, the two teams are announced for the Field of Dreams game. And you know, and you just wait to delay it that long because then you can see, oh, wait a second, a Brewers Cardinals game would be sick, right? Like two divisional matchup teams who are really competitive right now, who at least do play in that same area of the country. Because if you're going to keep it in the area of the country, you know, probably have two teams that are in that same area, you would think. But then half the audience that I'm watching on TV is wearing a different team's jersey or hat or whatever because they just want to go to a cool game that's in the middle of Iowa in a cornfield. They don't necessarily care who the two teams are. I, I don't think at least maybe I'm a little off there. And I know the Cubs are a historic team. I know the Reds have been, you know, Johnny Bench. And I mean, gosh, the most famous guy ever to not be in the, in the Hall of Fame as well. So it's, to me, it's an, odd, it's an odd thing. But I had a couple ideas here. I want to see what you think. What if, so I don't know if you know where Catalina Island is. It's where the Catalina wine mixer takes place in the movie Step Brothers. Um, but it is, it is an island off of the coast of California where they used to have MLB, like, excuse me, not MLB, but they used to have AAA games at least. Why not have an Angels-Dodgers game there, right? So you set it up where it's in the right, the correct part of the country because, yeah, Shohei Otani walking out of a cornfield is not something that I'm like, oh, you know what? That makes a ton of sense. But like, you know, somebody who grew up 99% of my life in Oklahoma City, like, all right, yeah, like seeing like a Cardinals player or a Cubs player, like that is the Midwest, you know, it, it, Chicago is far from the, far from cornfields, but still, I think the, I think the ideas are there, right? Then let's say, you know, you have, um, yeah, yeah, Pittsburgh go and play the Orioles at some point, and they both are not too far away from each other, and they, both teams have to play under an iconic bridge. You know, both cities are known kind of for the Camden Yards and Pittsburgh area. You know, it's known, for, of course, for all like the 21 bridges or whatever it is. And there's a movie, Chadwick Boseman, about that, too. So you're you're building all of this stuff. San Diego can just go play down in Tijuana. They had a Monterey uh, baseball classic series against um, the, against the Arizona Diamondbacks and then against the Dodgers not too long ago. But then COVID kind of stopped that for a little bit and hasn't come back yet. Then, of course, I just want to see the Braves play in a huge peach field, you know, just they've got to walk, walk out of, you know, they're the Georgia peaches, right? You've even got a Dustin Bieber song about it. And my favorite one by far here is that I would love to see, like, the Rangers play in Oklahoma City against maybe the Cardinals. Like, two teams here who you really would love to drive viewership play a major league game in a AAA city, right? Iowa Cubs, they couldn't host the Cubs, actually, for a game. You know, I mean, that that type of stuff here. It's There's 162 games in a season. If you're having a one-game ga- one Field of Dreams game, travel is just so easy now for all these teams. You're going to have, I mean, just throwing it completely off track here, but you've got UCLA and USC going to fly across the country as college athletes. We're not getting paid, right, to go play football games every weekend and then maybe stay on the same side of the coast there can't think about even what the NCAA guys are going to do when it comes to March Madness and you're getting around, you know, the Big Ten tourney. Like, I mean, yeah, we've got, okay, UCLA's making their East Coast road trip where they're going to make, you know, three games against Rutgers, Northwestern, and Ohio State all in the same, like, week. Like, those guys aren't going to class. So if travel is this easy and we're overlooking it for all of this other type of stuff for college sports, 
why are we over why are we not just going yeah why don't why don't the angels end up playing you know against the padres on like a you know a beach area you know why don't they end up playing in long beach you know on a on an airship craft aircraft carrier or whatever i don't think the dimensions would work at all like they do for basketball but i'm spitballing here at this point if you uh if you thought oh you know what these would be two teams in the future here who i'd love to see play in some crazy environment if it's even overseas or i mean another country at all as yeah. well too i haven't thought about that too much but i i like the idea i think i think if you're looking to you know increase your your viewership and get more fans to watch your sport you got to do something and the Field of Dreams game is is a great idea. I'm glad they do it, but I think they just have to do. There was like barely any marketing, like no no name. Like I I'm a baseball fan, obviously, and I barely saw anything before the game. Like I knew it was coming up, but like usually they blow that kind of stuff up. Like they're they're marketing for it. They're they're getting it out there. You're hearing about it. I didn't really hear about it that much this season. So and I, and I heard a lot that from a lot of people. A lot of people said the same thing. So. I just think that MLB has so much at their fingertips that they continue to just let it, let it drop. I mean, to talk about the blackouts, it's pathetic. I so I live in Oklahoma City. I can't watch. Car, I have I have MLB TV, so I can watch any MLB team except for, of course, who I'm blacked out from. So Cardinals games, who I'm I'm seven hours from St. Louis, can't watch Cardinals games on MLB TV. The only one I can understand is the Rangers. I'm three hours from them. If you're going to say I can't watch the Rangers, whatever. But still, the Rangers I can't watch. The Kansas City Royals, who are over five hours away from me. And then the Houston Astros, who are also seven hours away. So four teams that I can't watch because apparently I'm too close or I'm in their region or whatever the case. Who knows what the reason is? I It's it's just ridiculous. It really is. It's It's frustrating. I get it. I get the idea of a blackout. Like you want to be able to buy, you want to force the the viewer to buy the local TV network, right? But if you cannot buy the local TV network, then you shouldn't be blacked out. Like that's that's the end all be all, right? You cannot buy Valley Sports, um, Texas to see every Rangers game, can you? Well, like maybe here, you can, but I, you definitely can't for the Astros, for the Cardinals, and I don't the think Royals so. As and well. here's here's the crazy thing. I know some people. And from St. Louis, like one of my good friends has a pack, has a local TV package, whatever cable, and he cannot. So Valley Sports has been like going back and forth with certain providers saying like, you can't watch, like we, we won't provide Valley Sports to you. And something, I don't know the whole backstory to it, but basically there are some networks that can't like get Valley Sports. So like he has cable and he still can't watch the game. So it's like he still has it, and you're and he's still going to get blacked out from MLB TV. So unless someone he knows has like a login to their subscription, I mean you can't watch Cardinals games, and I'm sure that hap- that's happening elsewhere too. I mean it's ridiculous. I I don't get it. I really don't. It's it's something that needs to be fixed. I mean, just I don't know. I don't know what they. I I don't know. It's it's so easy to fix, and yet they make it so difficult. So I don't know. Last thing I'll kind of leave this at is that there is the, you know, there's NFL like League Pass, there's NBA League Pass, and there's MLB kind of League Pass. It's MLB.tv. They're all of a different little name, but except for NBA League Pass, that's the one I know for sure is that name. What's great about NBA League Pass is that as a Oklahoma City Thunder fan with the flag behind me, I can watch every single Thunder game through League Pass unless I'm in Oklahoma City. It's great. I'm all good. 
what's annoying is that I cannot watch every single MLB game living in Oklahoma. Like I can't watch every single San Diego Padres game living in Oklahoma city, because if they do go play against the Rangers, which they do like once every third year, then I'm kind of, I'm kind of out kind of screwed there. And of course, like if I was in, you know, he living here, if the Clippers are playing the thunder, well, I can still watch the thunder feed of that game. Like I don't have, like you can still do another way of it, which even to me, that doesn't make a ton of sense because I can see the game on TV myself. It's the situation that you're in exactly here that I think hurts everyone the most, right? You're in a you're in a state that doesn't have an MLB team. I mean, Oklahoma and Arkansas have the exact same blackout rules, where that makes zero sense to me because the states just are not the same exact spot on the map. But they have the exact same blackout rules for everything. And if you cannot get the TV. You cannot get the company cable TV-wise. You should at least be able to watch it through the MLB.tv app. Um, Because at the end of the day, like, oh, how do we get more fans? Probably being able to see more games, right? That that would be the easiest option. And you know what? I, for example, may not love the idea of paying 100 extra bucks to watch every single Padres game, no matter where I am, as long as I'm not in the San Diego market, right? But I can't even do that. I can't, there's not even an option to pay more money to get rid of the blackout rules itself. And that's just, that's appalling to be honest that there's not another way around it as you hear all the time. Okay. Yeah. Well, all right. We've got this big, huge audience. I'd love to see the Oakland athletics play. Okay. Well, the whole Northern half of the state of Nevada cannot watch the athletics play as well as the whole Northern half of the state of California, as well as the whole like Southern half of the state of Oregon which I don't know if anyone's seen games here um, or photos at least of the A stadium, but they're not drawing a ton of fans in the stands actually itself either. They probably could use as much MLB network money as they could get. And, you know, it doesn't help that they traded away every single one of their players this offseason more or less. And they've decreasingly, well, they've increasingly, excuse me, looked at a way to minimize their payroll year over year over year. But looking at the MLB, blackout map from 2019 here's what i'm looking at because it's the most recent one i could find and i don't know it's a smorgasbord of just crap honestly looking all over it and it feels like the teams that historically have been good and for example cardinals their area of the map spans far and wide i mean it goes all the way into you know it goes iowa to the southern tip of arkansas which is farther south than oklahoma goes it's just a bizarre deal when when I really like, okay, what's the deal here? Why can I not watch my team play? You know, and my dad grew up, my dad grew up more as I, you know, I think a Cardinals and Reds fan, et cetera, too. Well, he can't watch a Cardinals game in Oklahoma City for forever now. He said, I don't think we've ever been able to turn on the TV and watch a Cardinals game either. Just crazy. All right, well, we'll leave it here on the podcast here on this note then. If... Gun to your head, you got to make two teams you feel like, you know what, super long shots, but I want to just pick them for the World Series here. One team in the NL, one team in the NL. I'll do the same here too. We'll recap and reconvene here as we get closer to the postseason, see where, where we're at. Who are you picking to win it all, um, or at least make it to the World Series? I mean, you know who I'm going with. I can't. I mean, I... I didn't see. I didn't say leave bias at the door. So you're free to pick the Cardinals, of course. Yeah, I'm going Cardinals. I can't go without picking them. I'm. I'm. I'm going. I'm staying true. 
Uh, I will say I like the deadline moves they made. I think it, especially Jordan Montgomery, I think he's a low-key addition to this rotation. Lefty, perfect, perfect, perfect addition that we had. Um, but I think if if it goes right, man, I mean, that what's an MVP year like Goldschmidt's having and the the whole like last hurrah for pool holes and yadi. I mean, there's going to be some extra motivation to finish strong. And I think they're going to, there'll be a tough out. They may not win it. I'm going to pick them to win it, but they're going to be a tough out. They're not going to go down easy and they have talent to make it to go all the way. So I'm taking Cardinals. I'm going to say Cardinals versus the, I've always wanted to see it. Cardinals Yankees world series, Cardinals Yankees world series. I'm going to say Cardinals win in seven. That's will be my, that'll be my prediction. You're not, you're not fearful at all that. Well, I mean, no, I'm not, I'm not talking about Cardinals here. I'm saying Yankees are two and eight over the last 10. That Joey Gallo trade could not have hurt them any worse just from a sheer funniness aspect of it. Cause <laughs> yeah, Gallo's been doing really good with the Dodgers comparatively to how he's doing the Yankees. At least I'm not trying to get too out of myself here. Sure. But do you think the Yankees are on a little bit of slide here? Or do you think it's just kind of one of those things where they'll be right back here in a minute? I mean, they, they've had gotten a couple guys injured recently. Yeah. Other part of it, too. Look, I think the Yankees are definitely – they're good. They're obviously good. There's nothing against them there. Um, I don't think they're as good as how they looked at the beginning of the season. I think they definitely uh, have – they've dropped some games lately. And, but I think that goes for every team. Every team runs into that kind of game that, – that streak in the middle of the season where they don't play well. They, they're they just struggling to, to – to click on offense, the pitching has problems. So it's a long season and it's expected even for the best teams to have a little bit of a, of a stretch of bad games. So I'm not surprised about that. I don't think they're as good as how they looked at the beginning of the season, but I do still think they're good. They have some solid pitching. They have Aaron judge who has been amazing this season. So yeah, I, 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 could be a little concerned at what they're doing right now, but it's it's the dog days of summer. They're they're going to be okay. They'll make the playoffs and and they'll be a tough out. They I think it'll be between them and Astros for for the American League to to win to get to the World Series. All right. Well, my uh, my prediction is a little different. I'm not gonna lie. I can never. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not picking the Dodgers. I'm just not doing it. Just life me. It would hurt me too much. I don't blame you. Mets also hurts a lot, too. So with that being said, I'm going to pick the Braves, uh, make it back to World Series. And then I know Jake, at least, will be listening to this long in the podcast, so he'll shout me out there as the one Atlanta Braves fan that I really know. And I'm, I'm going to say they end up playing um, the Houston Astros. I'm going to say it's Braves-Astros. It's a repeat of exactly last season. Maybe the Astros end up winning it all. I'm not necessarily trying to pick the World Series winner at this this point, you know. I'd love to say, hey, it's going to go six games, and actually, Justin Verlander is going to close it out with a just full, say it, you know, perfect it. game. So if it happens, right, you right, can come back right. and you can come back. And Verlander, like, I told you, I was right. Verlander pitches a perfect game in Game Six to close it out and win it all for the Astros in Game Six of the World Series this year. Book it now. I don't go. know what the odds are. The like odds got to be insane. I, like I know you're a little bit more into the betting aspect of this than I am, so I don't know if there's any crazy odds you want to throw out here for World Series prediction or. Um, yeah, uh, but I know you're doing usually the MLB pick of the day, which is a lot of fun. Oh my god, give us, it. uh, maybe you can give us your record here as of recent why we should tune into you going forward a little bit more, yeah. too. Yeah, if you do you mind if I drop the name of the oh, page? please, please. Okay, 
Cool. So yeah, I I run like a fun like just just for you know we all just I I throw if you're familiar with Twitter Spaces, I'll do a Spaces every day where I have a I have a pick of the day and then I let anybody come on who wants to share their pick of the day. So I try to give you know anyone an opportunity. You know I'm not better better than any other person out there. So I just we, it's just good to have a conversation and talk over picks. But if you want to follow on Twitter, it is deep pockets bet the at sign at the pockets bet uh exactly exactly how it sounds you'll see like a green background with the name deep pockets on it so that's the twitter name uh yeah pick of the day i i've i started a thing where every day since i'm really good with baseball i give my pick of the day and this season after today i am let's see i'll tell you my overall record for pick of the day let's see let me pull it up Overall pick of the day record is 67 and 44. So pretty solid. I had the Cardinals today. I don't usually, and and you may be like, oh, you're a Cardinals fan. You pick them every day. No, this was the first time I actually picked the Cardinals all week. I love the spot they had. So I took the Cardinals and fortunately I got that winner. Uh, Pool holes at two home runs, 11 away from 700, by the way. So uh, yeah, I think we... We have some good stuff on there. So if you ever want to join in and listen or even bring on a pick, if you like to just, even if you're not, even if you don't have to be putting real money on it, you can just say, Oh, I like this team today. Let's pick, let's pick this team. That's all you have to do. So it's all fun. We have fun with it and it's, it's a good time. I got to say, it's, it's a lot of fun. Join the Twitter spaces here from everyone else too. And hear what everyone's thinking collectively as like a group, as far as the betting odds and stuff. I'm in a state where I cannot legally sports bet whatsoever. So it's a lot of fun to come on hear what everyone else is thinking and honestly learn more about each game that's going on each day too. If you're not huge into the betting aspect of it, at least hearing from you hearing from a couple of other guys too, I can go, Oh, okay. So Atlanta's playing this team tonight. Here's what the odds line is. Here's what I should look for in the game a little bit. Oh, someone's picking the over or the under because of the weather conditions or just because of anything that's going on in the game. So it's a lot of fun to at least hear more about the MLB games are happening every single day and knowing a little bit more about what goes into each game from someone who's way more of a casual baseball fan than, than yourself, but also someone who's interested in just, okay, that's another, okay. I might randomly want to watch the, you know, like the giants are playing Pittsburgh pirates right now. I'm sure that was probably one of the games that you were going, okay, I have no idea, but maybe you knew. And it's fun to know either way and hear back and go, oh, okay. Somebody really loved that game because they knew the giants pitching staff for well because they're fitting that team and it's kind of like with the nba like league pass a little bit going oh man i really want to watch these guys play each night and then all of a sudden i listen to at deep pockets and i know a little bit more about what's going on in each game and so it makes it a little more fun to try to find uh, at least a stream of it somewhere maybe it's not the most legal stream ever i'm watching the mlb network but <laughs> you know what you gotta gotta clear out those blackout rules guys come on yeah yeah Definitely. But yeah, if you ever want to, if anyone wants to jump on, I know Calvin, you've come on quite a bit to talk about some the Padres. You usually like to throw in some Padres stuff. And uh, yeah, it's, it's basically a- all Padres and some NBA picks, <laughs> but basically all Padres. Let's, hey, let's be honest. Well, we have fun with it, though. We will get into some football uh, when college football comes around. We'll do college football and NFL and talk about some game. We'll, we'll pick like a, a certain amount of games that we want to talk about and just break it down as to what we like as from a, the game, you know what we like in terms of the yeah. spread and all that kind of stuff. So it'll be fun. It's a, it's a good time. If you like baseball and want to hear stuff, we, we have, we try to do one every day. So. For sure. 
Well, Alexi, thanks so much here, of course, for joining the latest episode of the CGA Tour podcast. Please follow at the CGA Tour on Twitter and Instagram for more. Um, and hey, you know what? College football season, less than three weeks away, I think. Less than, yes, we're there. Less than a month we're away for sure. For uh, almost there. Play. Yeah. I'm pumped. Um, two weeks from Thursday, so definitely less than two three weeks, weeks from away. Thursday. Wow. Yeah, two weeks from Thursday is Oklahoma State's home opener against Central Michigan, which what, just what's the date? What's that actual date? August September first. Oh, September first. Okay. Okay. Yeah, September first is Oklahoma State's okay. first home game against Central Michigan. Cool. I think it's the first time they've come back to Stillwater since, of course, that famous yes. untimed oh down. Don't remind so, me. So, I I know, I know. It's one of those things where I saw it on the schedule and I was going, mm-hmm. really? Why do we keep playing this team? Right. In the it's baffling but we'll have a college football big 12 uh predictions if you didn't listen already we did the big 12 season predictions but we'll have an oklahoma state season predictions yeah you back on here before too long maybe that's next week's podcast um thanks so much again for joining here and um go cards go padres but definitely no matter what as everyone can tell behind your head and behind mine go pokes catch you guys again soon go poke baby go pokes thanks calvin